Welcome to the second season of Better News, the series of special podcasts It's All Journalism is producing in partnership with the American Press Institute. I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Better News offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. The effort is fueled by API and the Knight Lenfest News Initiative. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight some of the useful research API has published as part of its Better News Initiative. In the past decade, media organizations have been awarded an estimated $300 million in grants for journalists and journalism projects, and the number of funders and dollars continues to grow. Jane Elizabeth is the managing editor of The News and Observer and The Herald Sun in North Carolina. She recently wrote a guide for Better News explaining how newsrooms can win grants to fund their journalism projects. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Hey, thanks for inviting me. So first of all, tell me about your experience. Uh, what experience have you had finding funds for projects, finding grants for projects? Yeah, well, I was actually just telling somebody about this the other day, and I had forgotten. The first grant I ever applied for from a newsroom, I mean, it was years ago when I was at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I was an editor there. And it started like a lot of things start in newsrooms. You have an idea and a project, and then you go to your editor and you ask for money, and then you're told there is no money. And then you just kind of say, so much for that idea, and, and you move on. But I was probably 24 hours later, I was reading a Columbia Journalism Review article, and they had talked about some foundations, some media foundations that had money available for various projects. So I saw that and I applied for a project that I really wanted to do. It had to do with public records. We put on a town hall meeting for the city of Pittsburgh to come in for residents, not journalists, but for residents to come in to this auditorium and and hear about the importance of public records. And we had a big panel and we had money to pay for it. So that was my first experience and it turned out well. And years later, I'm still doing it. As a journalist who's who's done various projects and everything, the the idea of applying for a grant is kind of daunting. You know, I feel like it would be really challenging for me to come together and bring materials together and sort of ask somebody for money for a project. Do you find that it's a really difficult thing to do? You know, it depends who you're asking and, and what the situation is. I have no problem applying for grants where people have money or organizations have money to give away and they're asking you to fill out an application and take advantage of of their money, especially when they're journalism-related organizations. And there's so many of those out there that why not? Why not just go ahead and go for it? So that's the easy part for me. But just getting used to the whole grant writing and application process, that does take some, some practice. So what steps then do journalists need to take? Do newsrooms need to take when they apply for these uh, grants? I think a lot of preparation is is necessary. And, and I've learned this, definitely learned this the hard way. There are certain things that the applications will almost always ask you for. And if you have those those items in advance, it seems less daunting. So most applications are going to ask you for the demographics of your community. So you want to have those available. You want to have those updated. They often nowadays ask you for the demographics of your newsroom. So they they want to fund newsrooms and fund projects that are reaching people that communities that may be undercovered. So you're going to need to know those numbers. And you'll also probably be asked about the history of your organization, which 
you know, could be an interesting research project for you if you haven't been in your newsroom for very long. So they want to know how long you've been around. Basically, they want to know if this is an organization that is stable and it's going to be around for a while. If you have a mission statement, I mean, a lot of us do have mission statements, ethics policies, things like that, and we don't even know it, but some organizations are very big on mission statements. So if you have one of those floating around, maybe corporate has it, you would need that. And if you don't have one, you might consider writing one. You need things like tax documents, you need your W-9. Most of the time, they're going to ask you for your company's latest financial statements. So that may take a little digging through some other departments that you're not used to really reaching out to. Those are all things that you can have in advance to make the writing part of it a lot easier. So what's the process then for looking for a funder who is going to fund your particular project? So, you know, if you're in a local newsroom, which many of us are local regional newsroom, you probably have a community foundation in your city and your community. Those are the best places to start because these are the organizations that will know, not to sound crass, but who has the money in the community, who's willing to spend their money, who's willing to fund projects and when what projects they're willing to fund. One reason we started the the guidebook and the directory of funding opportunities for media is that there wasn't really anything like that that existed that was free and available to everyone. So we do have that resource now, and that's something that you should really study and figure out where the opportunities are for the particular project that you want to fund. You just don't want to sort of do a scorched earth thing, which is a mistake that I have made in the past. You don't want to just apply for everything and, and see what you can get. It's, you know, this isn't the lottery. You want to spend your time wisely because none of us have time to, enough time to spend writing grants all day and all night. So you want to be very careful about what you apply for and ask yourself, will this help us? Do we really need this? And can we deal with the requirements of the grant? So, so to that point, how do you identify, you know, a funder who would be a good fit for you? You know, you have to go back to your journalism thing. You just have to, to research, research organizations that have money to donate, go to their websites. And most of them are pretty good about keeping their websites updated, what their current missions are, what they're looking to fund this year during this grant cycle or next year's grant cycle and really study what they have funded in the past because usually they will provide a list of everything they funded in the past. Does your project match up with some of those things or are they aligned in any way? Is, is your project aligned with the mission of this organization? Say it's an organization that wants to combat hunger among children. So if you have a project that is related to that, is that gonna be enough of a talking point for you? You know, it is a little bit of, of a chore and it will take some time, but you usually only have to do it once and then you know what's out there. So again, just do the journalism thing, do your research, and then don't stop with just reading the website. Call a program officer because most of them are willing to talk to people who call and who want to apply for their grants and interview them. You know, we all know how to do that. So interview them about 
what they like to fund, what their requirements are, what do you have to do in return for the money? That's very important. And get them to tell you that verbally because that'll be important when you sit down to write the grant. So you say that, you know, some of these organizations, they'll have a list of uh, grants and grant recipients on their website, or they'll be able to provide that information. Would you recommend maybe reaching out to people who have received grants from an organization to see what their experience was? Yeah, I think especially if you have if you have any doubts at all, if you're not familiar with the, with the organization, definitely do that. And they might be nice enough to give you a copy of their successful grant application. Anytime you can get an actual real grant application that ended up winning funding, that's going to be a good resource for you, a good guideline. But definitely that's part of the journalism research in all of us. You should look at the people who have gotten that money, what they did with it, and ask them, you know, was it worth it? Would you do it again? So what is the key to writing a successful grant application? That's a really good question, and I, I'm not sure I have, I have the answer. I think that journalists are in a great position to be grant writers, even if you've never thought about that before. We have good writing skills, much better than most people who just sit down to write a grant. And I have had program officers tell me that, you know, we really enjoy reading your grant application because it read like a story. And and I think anytime you can gather all of your journalistic writing resources and use that to your advantage, you should do that. So tell a story. I mean, tell, start with what the story is going to look like or the project is going to look like and what the reaction might be and what everyone will get out of this. And you know, just the clarity of journalistic writing is a big bonus for us because when you think about the grant program officers who are sitting down to read possibly hundreds of applications, hundreds of grant applications, and there's one that stands out for clarity and brevity, I think that can only be a good thing for us. Are there any sort of common mistakes that someone might make when they're writing a grant or applying for a grant? Definitely. And I probably made all of them. So <laughs> I, I'm an expert on, on the mistakes. I think, first of all, not knowing what the organization is likely to fund and not, not understanding what their mission is and what they really want to accomplish with their money. So that's where a conversation with a program officer may come in handy. You know, just not doing your research. Another part of another common mistake that also I learned the hard way is you could spend a long time writing this grant and then find out in the end that this organization does not give money to for-profit entities. So many of us work in the newsroom that is for-profit. We work for a corporation and there are a number of organizations that absolutely will not give money to a for-profit. So there are some ways to get around that that we can talk about. Also, I think the biggest mistake and the biggest red flag is you know, not knowing what you need to do in return for, for this money. Sometimes the requirements are very odd or, and very stringent and things that possibly you don't want to do, like give up the rights to the content. 
for the organization to do whatever they want to with it. And that's something you may or may not want to do. It may require that you do uh, just a very arduous tax statement or a financial statement in order to, to get the money that could take you days to develop. Do you really want to spend that time? So it's return on investment. If you're talking about a grant of $2,000, the requirements for the grant should be, should be low as well. If it's a lot of money, then I think you can make a case for doing more work on your end. But that's a personal decision. But in the end, don't be surprised by what you have to do to get this money. So let's assume that you, you've been successful and you do get money from a grant. What do you do then? I mean, you know, it's not just, oh, I've got my money. I'm going to go do my project. What type of organization do you need to put yourself through to make sure that you fulfill the requirements of the grant? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on your organization. If, if you work for a, a big corporation, I will say that it could get a little complicated because that money is probably going through a different department and they probably have to set up a separate budget item to accept the money and then to pay out the money to pay for certain expenses. So um, you, you may, as a journalist, you may be required to deal with departments in your company you've never dealt with before, um, which, is, which is fine. When you get the contract, this is really important, when you get a copy of the contract, you really should have a lawyer look over the contract and in a small organization that that might be a little more difficult but um, definitely have somebody with legal knowledge of, of contracts or vendor contracts whatever look over the the terms of the project and the terms of the grant and make sure that they're not asking for something that you can't do or you don't want to do and i've become sort of an expert at reading these contracts and I can see where the red flags are and the, the, the pitfalls, but there's nothing like having a lawyer go through that and pointing out every little thing. So that's really super important. And especially if you're, you know, you're a small organization or even an individual applying for grant, I mean, getting legal help is, is going to be an expense that you're going to have to plan for. Yep, exactly. And sometimes you can use some of that grant money to pay for that. So that would be, that would be a conversation you would have to have with the, with the grantee. So, you know, we were just talking about, hey, you've gotten the grant, but, but what happens if you write this application, you put a lot of time and effort into it, and then it gets rejected? Yeah, and that, of course that happens. I mean, I, I would say when I first started doing this, my success rate was, I don't know, one grant out of 20, 25 applications, maybe even more than that. But it's gotten a little bit better now, but you will lose more grants than you win, most likely. If you're really working hard on grant writing, you're going to lose more than you win. But that's just a risk that you take. You shouldn't ever think that you've wasted your time because those grant applications that did not result in, in grant money can still be used. I mean, I'm, I'm using sections and phrases and documents and budget forms and everything. I'm using those over and over and over again. So once you prepare those, you have those to use and, and maybe modify a little bit for future grants. So that's always good. But I would say if you lose a grant that you really wanted and you don't know why, which you usually don't because they don't tell you, just call them. I mean, call the program officer and say, you know, I really, 
I really want to understand what happened here and, you know, what was the thing that you didn't like about this? And it could be something simple that maybe they had several projects proposed that were the same and they picked one over the other just sort of randomly. But they could also give you some, some very good advice. So I would say, don't hesitate to do that. It's kind of, I compare this to a job interview. So if you've applied for a lot of jobs and, and you, you're not getting them, I think a lot of us do call and ask for advice. You know, what do I need to do differently in my next interview? What do I need to have on my resume that you're not seeing? So we're journalists again, we're, we ask good questions and I would continue to do that. So I think we've been kind of talking with this idea that the person who is applying for a grant may be an individual or somebody in a newsroom who's working on a, a particular project. Does grant writing, does the approach change when, say, you're a nonprofit organization and you're going to be expected, you know, maybe you've got an online website, you know, online website, a digital newsroom that is nonprofit that you're going to need nonprofit funding year in and year out. Does your approach to grant writing change? I would say definitely I don't work for a nonprofit, but I know many of my friends do, and there are some advantages and some disadvantages. If you're a nonprofit, you are set up to, your life is writing grants, your your life is, is seeking funding for, for your organization and your project. So you're probably going to be better at that than an editor or a journalist in the newsroom, in a for-profit newsroom. But yes, I think that it it's sort of a stressful existence because your organization depends on those donations. In my newsroom, obviously, we're probably going to make it if we don't get grants. So it is a little bit more stressful, but also they do have the process set up and they do have grant writers. For the most part, they have somebody. It's so important for a nonprofit to have a grant writer, whether that's a person on staff or a consultant. They have the legal process set up for checking the the contracts and, and things like that. So also, you know, if you're at a nonprofit, you're probably going to be seeking larger grants. And those are harder to write because the more money someone gives you, the more they're going to ask for and how people can substantiate the money that they're asking for and the requirements, the reporting requirements, the financial requirements. So, but when they get those large grants, then they can sort of relax for a little while. In a for-profit newsroom, a lot of times we're just looking to fund a project. We just need travel money to travel around the state and do a project that's important to the entire state, or maybe travel around the country, or maybe we need to pay for somebody to do some data services for us. So those tend to be smaller, smaller grants. I have to say a little bit easier. So what advice would you give to somebody who has a project, a journalism project, who might be considering applying for a grant? I, you know, again, I would, I would say create a short list of people who would, or organizations who would most likely give you money and then have interviews with those people and talk to them and talk to the people who may have gotten grants from them in the past. But really before you, you even do that, you really need to know what it is you want to accomplish. You know, what's, what's the project I want to do and what do I want it to look like at the end? Am I willing to change any of those, any of the ideas I have for this project 
in order to get this grant money? You know, am I willing to focus on one thing over another? Am I willing to focus on, you know, a, a particular area that the funder may be more interested in? Maybe they're more interested in funding projects in rural areas than urban areas. Are you willing to change that? How far are you willing to go to change your project in order to be eligible for this grant? So really have a good idea of what you want and any modifications that, that you're willing to make. I've been talking to Jane Elizabeth, managing editor of the News and Observer and the Herald Sun in North Carolina, about how newsrooms can find grant funding. Jane, thanks for being on Better News. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Better News, a co-production of the American Press Institute and It's All Journalism. API's Better News initiative offers strategies and case studies to help transform newsrooms. You can find out more about the Better News initiative and this podcast at betternews.org.